0: locked on podcast network and odyssey
1: present
2: locked on today the atlanta hawks even their series even without trey young the dallas mavericks add on to their controversy with their jason kidd coaching hire plus why will this season be different for the new orleans saints i'm peter Bukowski, starting your day with the stories you need to know and the biggest debates in sports you're locked on today
3: Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story.
2: With Trey Young, a surprise scratch before game four. This was supposed to be a coronation for the Milwaukee Bucks. Instead, their season is in turmoil. The Atlanta Hawks spanked Milwaukee 110 88. But the bigger story right now is Giannis and Tedekumbo. And the hyperextended knee, we don't know what the situation is with him right now. Coach Mike Budenholzer did not have any kind of update after, but ESPN reported further imaging will be done. Joining me now from Locked On Hawks, Brad Rowland and Brad, obviously getting this win without Trey Young was a monster story for Atlanta. So let's take that side of it here. What did Atlanta do well that they hadn't been able to do and and doing it without Trey Young? I think it was a combination of things, but most importantly for me, it
0: was their defense in this game. Particularly during the competitive portion, they really walled off very well um, in the in the paint. They had been just getting blitzed in the paint the entire series, and that really did not happen in this game. Uh, and that was, you know, part of that is is the Bucks kind of settling a little bit. Part of that is not finishing very well, but the Hawks did a very a very good job. I think actively, Capella, Akongwu, John Collins, just kind of being physical, sending a little bit more help towards Giannis, and making the Bucks shoot. Tough jump shots. And in this game, they just didn't make enough of them. And the Hawks made enough shots on the other end of the floor.
2: So I, I guess that I think that raises an important question, which is we, we've seen teams try and wall off Giannis before. Why wasn't that the plan from the beginning? Because it did seem like they were just going to, they were going to let Giannis do sort of whatever he wanted and, and see if they could defend him one-on-one. It took till game four to say, hey, let's actually finally build that wall.
0: Yeah, you know, obviously it's easier said than done with regard to, walling off Giannis that's kind of it's kind of always the plan on Giannis but in this game the Hawks just did a better job of keeping guys and keeping length as well. You know, being able to play Cam Reddish, who's, in, who's an active athletic defender, um, helps with that. But just being sound is kind of the easiest way to put it. Just not making mistakes, not going for gambles. And uh, Giannis kind of wasn't himself in the first half. Not that he would, you know, he got hurt in the second half, but he wasn't as aggressive as he often is in that opening half, which kind of allowed the Hawks to keep doing what they were doing as well. So it's always a combination of things. Everyone, everyone wants to wall off Giannis, but they were very effective at doing so.
2: So this was something you and I were talking about, just before we came on if Trey Young cannot come back in this series and Giannis cannot come back in this series who has the advantage
0: if you I think if you took out the two of them and just said neither of these guys play the rest of the series it becomes kind of a coin flip um I think it, for me the Hawks I think are the better team if you just remove those two guys but then you factor in the Milwaukee has the two home games and maybe that levels it out um you know, for me, it's just, it's just it's just about depth. I mean, I think the Hawks are just a little bit deeper than the Bucks. The, the Bucks bench has been pretty shaky in this series, and if you take out Giannis, you go you know, go another step another step further in that bench. Whereas the Hawks, they're not exactly screaming with depth either. But you saw in this game what they're capable of. You can't expect this on the offensive end of the floor, but Lou Williams is capable of doing a lot of what Trey does at least uh, at least as a scorer. So there's a there's more of a theory of the case for the Hawks than there is with the uh, with the Bucks without Giannis. I think.
2: Locked On Today is brought to you in partnership with Odyssey, your new home for music, news, sports, and podcasts. Download the Odyssey app today. Coming up, the Dallas Mavericks stick to their controversial ways. Hiring Jason Kidd as their next head coach. How problematic is it? That's next. Now, here's what you need to
0: be locked on today.
2: Serena Williams forced to retire from her first-round match of Wimbledon after slipping on center court and injuring her leg. Earlier in the match, she appeared to tweak her leg and took an injury timeout for quick treatment. She returned, but her movement was visibly limited, and ultimately, she had to concede the match. Edmonton Oilers star Connor McDavid was named the MVP of the National Hockey League on Tuesday, receiving the Hart Trophy. McDavid led the NHL with 105 points in 56 games, and his 1.88 point per game average was top 25 all time. He is just the second player in the 97-year history of the award to win it unanimously. If general manager Brian Cashman's plan was to light a fire underneath the Yankees after saying the team sucks... Well, so far it worked.
0: This is Stacey Vatsoulias of Locked On Yankees, and I can't believe I'm saying this. One, the Yankees won. Two, they scored 11 runs. Three, they were four for six with runners in scoring position. They snapped their four game losing streak. They scored double digits for the first time since April. And again, runners in scoring position. Labor Torres had a good night. Aaron Judge had another home run.
2: It was a good game all around. The first player to be ejected for Major League Baseball's new foreign substance policy crackdown is also the first to be suspended. Seattle Mariners pitcher Hector Santiago has been banned 10 games for a sticky substance found on his glove by the umpire crew. Santiago is appealing the suspension. That's what happened last night. Here's what to look for tonight on BetOnline.ag. The Phoenix Suns are favored to close out the Western Conference Finals in L.A. tonight and punch their ticket to the nba finals for the first time since 1993 however their edge is slight the betting line for tonight's game is phoenix giving a point the montreal canadiens are hoping for a bounce back performance after being manhandled by the tampa bay lightning in game one of the stanley cup finals it'll be an uphill climb though tampa bay favored by a goal and a half for all your NBA playoffs, Stanley Cup playoff, MLB and golf odds, betonline.ag has you covered. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use the promo code locked on for your 50% welcome bonus. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Here is another story you need to know. On his way out the door, Rick Carlisle said he believed Jason Kidd was the right guy for the Mavericks head coaching job. And guess what? Jason Kidd is the new Dallas Mavericks head coach. Joining me now from Locked On Mavs, Nick Angstad. And Nick, we're going to get to some of the -the off-the-court stuff about this hire in a second. But let's start with the on-court part of this. How does this project to change what the Mavericks look like in 2021 and beyond?
1: I think in some ways it will. I think on the court. I think there's not much more you could do. The, the, The cat has already been like let out of the bag. Pandora's box has already been opened. Luca has been given the reins to this team. And I'm just not sure that you can go back on that. I don't think you can put that back in the bottle because we've already seen when Carlisle tried to rein in Luca a little bit a couple times and try to do things his own way. It just didn't go that well. And Luca didn't respond that well to it. And so I think uh, Luca, to his, to his credit, has made this basketball team way better than it should be. And it's taken them to heights that they didn't expect to be this fast. And so I think giving him the ball, having him do his thing, that's best for this basketball team. And so I think on the court, it may not look so different to people because they're just used to, all right, Luca's going to have the ball. Luca's going to do this. Luca's going to do that. But there's, there may be a couple other things that change.
2: There is also part of this hire uh, that gets wrapped up in Chauncey Billups. And the two of these guys get hired seemingly within minutes of each other. And then there is this backlash to both hires because Chauncey Billups has a sexual assault allegation from early in his career. Jason Kidd has uh, a handful of run-ins with the police, including a, a pretty ugly domestic uh, violence situation. So this is something that the NBA, you know, and and every sport has to deal with. Really, it, it is something that, that runs the gamut of professions. But how confident are you that these teams are doing the full diligence on these guys and saying, okay, you know, and fully vetting the backgrounds to make these decisions.
1: I don't know if I have any confidence that they are. I do know a couple of things about the Mavericks specifically. This is a different case for the Mavericks than even the Portland Trailblazer situation because of the Mavericks' recent past and very recent past. As much as two years ago, they had someone still in the front office that was accused. Uh, of of rape and assault and so and that person was quietly let go and there was another person that was involved in the Mavericks uh, franchise not on the basketball side but not on the basketball side just just recently two years ago that was let go very quietly because Of because all the Mavericks went through with the SI report a couple years ago, Mark Cuban went on the jump. He was crying. He brought in Sint Marshall to be the president of the organization and then to kind of clean everything up. When Sint Marshall took over, she said there will be a no-tolerance policy for any of this abuse, harassment, anything like that. So to bring in Jason Kidd could potentially go against that. Now, it depends on how they define no-tolerance. Is it no-tolerance for a a sitting – Member or employee to harass somebody or to assault somebody, then uh, then maybe Jason Kidd doesn't doesn't count yet because he hasn't even spent one day as the Mavericks head coach. So, but then to hire somebody with a history, I think kind of goes against the the maybe safe space or go against what they've tried to create with the Dallas Mavericks and be an environment that's free of that and to help heal some of these people that have gone through some of this stuff in the workplace for the Mavericks. And so it is a very interesting situation. I know that Sint Marshall has signed off on Jason Kidd. And so to me, that's at least some kind of endorsement that I can trust. I know Sint Marshall, I know that she would uh, she would not give somebody an endorsement if she didn't think that they deserved it. And so I think that is a good sign for Mavericks fans. Uh, but it is still a confusing hire. There was other people that I think were more qualified. We've talked about Jason Kidd on the court. He's not necessarily even the greatest coach. It's not like we're hiring Phil Jackson or even like Rick Carlisle as a coach. Uh, so it's, it's a very interesting, surprising hire to me. And we'll see where it goes from here.
2: Why will this season be different for the New Orleans Saints? Our cue of the day is next. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. They truly are the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. They become a staple in my house and I get texts from friends, I get messages from people going such and such family member ate my Built Bar, I let them have a bite and they decided to eat the whole thing. Not uncommon because they are surprisingly delicious for something that is so Good for you. Most things that are high in protein and high in fiber, like Bilt Bars are, are gross. They don't taste good. And that is what separates Bilt Bar. They're all delicious, covered in 100% chocolate. And yet they're high protein, high fiber, low calorie, low sugar, low net carb. I don't know how they do it. It is a modern miracle of science. Go to builtbar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your first order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BiltBar.com
0: agree or disagree this is the cue
2: of the day with drew Brees under center the new orleans saints every season you could put it in ink they were going to compete in the nfc and this roster if you take out the quarterback looks pretty similar to some of those teams they lost a couple of key defensive pieces but still this is a talented group. Joining me now from Locked On Saints and Locked On NFL, Ross Jackson and Ross, this is also a team that has underachieved the last few seasons with some very talented rosters. So now Jameis Winston, Taysom Hill battling for that starting job. We all assume it's going to be J- Jameis Winston. Why is this year going to be different for the New Orleans Saints?
3: Yeah, I think it's a really good question, and and for better or worse, it obviously all comes down to the quarterback position, right? What used to be an absolute, reliable, you understood exactly what the routine was going to be every single season. You knew exactly how this was going to go down for 15 years, all of a sudden – undergoes a massive change with this changing of the guard at the quarterback position and a new era for New Orleans Saints fans and the organization going from Drew Brees to whether it be Jameis Winston or Taysom Hill. I'll let you know that for me, Jameis Winston is indeed in the lead in that conversation right now. Five years of NFL experience versus four starts when it comes to Taysom Hill, who started last year as an emergency quarterback in 2000 and uh, in 2020 when Drew Brees was injured. So I think that it's going to really come down to that quarterback position. This team can be Different in terms of being more successful downfield, being more dynamic, being able to expand the field and being able to rely on its playmakers and put their playmakers in positions that we haven't really seen them in since the 2016-2017 season at the latest. Or it can be a team that is completely flustered because of the amount of interceptions being thrown that haven't seen in New Orleans in quite some time.
2: Yeah, sometimes it can seem like cliched analysis to talk about the quarterback position being important, but it's not. That position is really just that important. It's like superstars in the NBA. You go as far as your superstar will take you in the NFL. You go as far as your quarterback will take you. With Drew Brees, the last few years, to your point, not throwing those interceptions has, has put his defense in some more advantageous positions than they might otherwise be in. Now New Orleans loses some key pieces. Sheldon Rankins, Janoris Jenkins, real meaningful contributors to this roster. So, how does that factor in to what to expect from from this team this year?
3: Yeah, that becomes a huge factor in, in all of this. I mean, the defense is probably your second biggest question mark going in as they lost key players at all three levels. Of the defense, you referenced Sheldon Rankins as well as Janoris Jenkins, that's your defensive line and your secondary, but you lost some second level players there as well with Quan Alexander, who ended his season early off of an unfortunate injury, and then Alex Anzalone, who also went off to sign a contract with the Detroit Lions. Now, Demario Davis is really your only stalwart in the second level for that defense. And so it leaves a big question mark in terms of how they'll be able to cover and limit uh, you know, passing attempts over the middle of the field, something they struggled to do early on in the season. Green Bay Packers definitely benefited from that early on in the year from the New Orleans Saints until they were able to maybe shore that up a little bit by adding Quan Alexander. But when you look at what this Saints defense has, more question marks than what we've seen over the past few seasons. So it's going to be up to the younger guys. Peyton Turner drafted in the first round, Pete Werner drafted in the second round, and then Paulson Sanadi drafted in the third round to see how quickly they can adjust and develop to the NFL game if they get that starting opportunity and how much they'll be able to hold up and also be able to match the dynamic of whatever it is that's being provided on the offensive side.
2: And finally, Portland Trailblazers star Carmelo Anthony is the inaugural winner of the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar Social Justice Champion Award. The 10-time NBA All-Star received the honor for his dedication over the past year to pursuing social justice and advancing Abdul-Jabbar's life mission to engage, empower, and drive equality for individuals and groups who have historically been marginalized or systemically disadvantaged. The four other finalists for the award were Sacramento Kings forward Harrison Barnes, Philadelphia 76ers forward Tobias Harris, Milwaukee Bucks guard Drew Holiday, and Golden State Warriors forward Juan Toscano anderson now that you've got the news go make some money listen to locked on bets download and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts coming up thursday can the clippers avoid elimination once again we'll have the latest and the fallout from la if they are eliminated so at least until tomorrow stay locked on today